welcome to the Pedal Pumping Podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Footnip. Thanks for listening. Here we talk about all things pedal pumping. I share your stories and experiences as well as my own. And uh, try to keep this an open space, a safe space, you know. Um, So welcome everyone. Welcome to the podcast if it's your first time here. And welcome back if you're a regular listener. It's great to have you. So today I'm going to read a story, a true story from someone named Mark, who is a friend of mine. And we connected through the pedal pumping community. And he is also a pedal pumping content creator along with his wife. And so I'm going to read a bit of his email to me and then I'll read his story. So he says, Dear Mimi, I am writing you a true story from my past. Jess and I were talking to an old friend who we haven't seen in 15 years and it made me think about sharing the contents of the story with you. Before we start, I'm informing you that I have to cancel my subscription to your OnlyFans temporarily for financial purposes. It's only for a month or two, so please don't think that I don't like your content anymore. I will be back. By the way, I love the videos you do driving your Jeep barefoot. Thank you so much, Mark. I just wanted to read that, and Mark sent me this email quite a while ago, and uh, he's back on my OnlyFans, so thanks, Mark. And I really, really, really appreciate you giving me a heads up and letting me know it's always nice to know when people leave why they leave and it's honestly it's nice to know when people subscribe why they subscribed you know like what brought you here how did you find me and what are you hoping to see what are you into so let me know that anyway i just wanted to start this podcast off by talking about that just for a second because it's it's not often that I get communication about why people unsubscribe and it's it's always kind of nice to know and I always welcome you back it's great (laughs) it's great to have you back and Mark and his wife Jess also have an OnlyFans I think it's called Miss Jess I'll have to double check on that uh but they have an OnlyFans and you can hit Mark up also I think on Instagram and I'll have to double check his Instagram uh hang on I think it's well I don't want to say until I know for sure zero underscore zero okay so the word zero z-e-r-o underscore cool 118 that's Mark's Instagram. And I think he might also, he and Jess might also have a clip store. I want to thank you for sending me your emails and I'm trying to get through them all and get them all on the podcast. They're just in a big queue and I'm working my way through them and keep sending me more. It's fantastic. Somebody emailed me about last week's podcast. The person who who submitted the email talked about buying a gas pedal and mounting it on a board so that they could, that he and his partner could use the pedal board. Like somebody asked me like how they did it or where they got it. So I'm just gonna put this out as like a general, if anyone has any experience building a pedal pumping board, let me know and let me know like any info that that I could share on the podcast that could help people that want to build their own. I'm interested in having one. Honestly, it seems like something that would be really cool. I'm just going to put that out there. Oh, and also, 
I am working with an erotic fiction writer and we are working on some stories together and I will be posting those on my website which is mimifootnip.com as well as sharing bits of stories that we're developing on the podcast. So I'm really excited and looking forward to that as well. I'll keep reading your emails for sure, but I'm going to just share little tidbits and then post stories on the website. So look, look forward to that. I definitely am. All right, let's take a quick break and then we will jump into Mark's true story. And welcome back. Let's just jump right into Mark's story. He says, this story takes place back around 2009. I was living in Orange County, California, and had been dating my wife for a couple of years now. As everyone knows, I have a pedal pumping fetish. I love to watch women drive barefoot. And of course, I had met the perfect woman who did that before I even told her about my fetish. I have told that story before, so no need to recap. In those days, we spent a lot of time out with my mother-in-law and sister-in-law. These were the days that I learned a little self-control, and I'll explain why. My wife was not the only one who drove barefoot, which I have a feeling she may have gotten it from her mother. Her sister was learning to drive at the time, and yes, she did the same. Of course, I would sit behind the passenger seat sneak a look at whoever was driving. As I explained before, I have an instant trigger when I see a woman behind the wheel slipping out of her shoes, so I would notice different ways that they would take them off. My mother-in-law would wear these thick-soled flip-flops that were popular back in the early 2000s. She would open the driver's door, slip them off on the ground, pick them up, and get in, placing them on the floor in front of her seat. The same concept was used in heels as well. My sister-in-law is one of those drivers who only slips off her right shoe. The only time I've ever seen her take off her left shoe when driving is when she rests her foot on the seat. My wife, I'm very sure, would know that I was watching and would tease me about it later. I would feel embarrassed, but she knew I couldn't help it and I was only really attracted to her feet. When we were in college, she had a friend that she had met briefly in high school and became friends with. We had sat with her many times and had lunch and so forth. Her name was Amber, and she was about 19 at the time, with dirty blonde hair, thin, tanned body, and she came from a well-off family that lived in Laguna, so she was always dressed as such. One day, she offered to drive us home. On this day, she was wearing a white skirt, blouse, and light jacket. Her long legs and beautiful feet were complemented by a pair of beige open-toe slides with a four-inch heel. She wore heels 80% of the time, probably because she was short. Otherwise, she wore flip-flops. She drove this 2000 Chevy Cavalier, an automatic. We got into the car, my wife up front with her, and I'm in my usual seat, wink, wink. (laughs) She's talking to us. As she turns on the ignition, her heeled foot pressing the brake as she turned the car over. Suddenly, she moved her foot, the footrest, and slid out of her heel and pressed the brake pedal with her bare foot. Her toes were perfect. 
They were the type where her second toe was a little longer than the big toe. She would use her toes to grip the top of the brake as she used it. A little bit into the ride, my wife had noticed that she was driving barefoot and she says out loud, look, honey, she's driving barefoot. My mind went a mile a minute. I'm sitting there wondering why she did that. Amber was now curious about what she meant by it and just plain told her. From then on, I always knew that Amber would tease me just as much as my wife would. My wife, of course, was in on this, but I had a feeling that Amber thought it was more than that. I think it was the way she would look at me through the rearview mirror when she drove. I still remember this one time she was in Converse slip-ons. She was driving her mother's 2009 Honda Civic, a stick shift. She just started it up, glanced at me in the rearview mirror as she slipped her bare feet out of the shoes. She knew what she was doing. <laughs> one night, she was taking me home from the mall as my wife had rode home with her mom and the car was full. I get into the seat next to her. She was in a white skirt that went just a tad below her calves, black tank, and she was wearing open toe pumps with a four inch heel with nude nylons. She starts reaching down to remove her heels saying, you don't mind if I take these shoes off, do you? Heels are nice, but they're terrible for driving. She flexes her toes as she moves her right foot to the brake. She starts the car and we're on our way. I'm sneaking looks of her feet at work. She was purposefully sliding her right foot along the gas with her nylon-clad foot, with the other one now tucked under her right leg, her sole exposed to me. She stopped at a stoplight at one point and grabbed her heels from the floor and handed them to me. Could you hang on to these, please? They're starting to get in my way. As she thanks me, she places her hand on my thigh to tap it. Of course, naturally, she touched it. She acted like she didn't notice, even though she made a slight gripping motion when she let go that made it throb like crazy. When we got to my house, I thanked her, but explained to her that I am in love with Jess and I would never do anything to compromise it. As I left, I gave her a kiss on the cheek and informed her in not so many words that I'm immune to seduction. When my wife and I were starting our pedal pumping business, we were discussing having multiple models with her. Amber's name came up, but I decided against models until it became successful. Wow, what a story. So it sounds like you guys were all kind of like college-aged or like teenage, 19. She, she was 19. I'm guessing you were all kind of, and you were talking about meeting in college so it sounds like Amber was a total flirt and she was into it. That's cute. I really enjoyed this story. I think because the fact that you were embarrassed, <laughs> I don't know why, but I love, 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 love teasing men and embarrassing them. I remember, this isn't a pedal pumping story, but this is a true story about, um, well, I think you guys, I think I've mentioned it a couple of times at least on the podcast that I had a VW, a 1979 VW Rabbit that got stuck when I was trying to off, doing a little off-roading and trying to impress this guy. <laughs> and, uh, and then my car, I don't know, stopped working. I had 
to call my dad. Anyway, <laughs> that same guy, he was a coworker of mine. And we worked at a grocery store together. And he was a checker and I was a bagger. And he was in high school, but he went to a different high school. And he was a couple, maybe like one grade, two grades ahead of me. I used to flirt with him. And I, I think the reason that he became my target was he had those cheeks that would become really, really red when he got embarrassed. He just had these like scarlet red cheeks. And so I would corner him like in the back room and get really close to him. And I mean, you know, I guess, <sighs> hate to admit this, but it was probably, I mean, definitely inappropriate, definitely inappropriate workplace behavior. <sighs> that shit would never fly nowadays, you know, me like basically making sexual advances toward a coworker. He was he was really shy and easily embarrassed and blushed easily and I loved that. I loved like it kind of saying outrageous things and embarrassing him, especially like flirtatious things. So when you're describing your embarrassment mark with Amber, I kind of, I sort of identify with Amber. Like if I had known, for example, that a boy in, uh, in school or college had a foot fetish, I would have totally totally done the same thing like played it up and flirted and I mean not maybe if he was dating my friend that's you know if I did okay I'll <laughs> I'll be honest I probably would have flirted because I'm kind of a flirt but not like in a serious homewrecker kind of style way you know what I mean like just fun flirting is stuff that I could do in front of my friend not like behind her back type of flirting anyway so I love that uh, Amber sounds like a cool a cool chick and if she does if you ever do decide that you want to work with other models uh I'm raising my hand like I'll work with you guys I haven't done any kind of collaborations with other models or pedal pumping creators, and I would totally love to do that. I think that would be super fun. Oh, the other thing is you talk about a 2009 or 2009 Honda Civic stick shift, and my boyfriend actually drives a, I think it's a 2007 uh, Honda Civic manual. And I have a cranking video and some driving videos that I've done in his car. But he took a job out of state and he took his car with him. So I need to go visit him in order to create some more content in his car. And I will at some point. But he's in the south. And I feel like the last place I want to be in the summer is the south. I mean, no offense to my southern friends, but it is hot and humid and I just don't do well in that weather. I, you know, give me snow any day. Although I should uh, qualify that statement and say, give me like Utah snow because I've never like lived in Calgary or somewhere like really, really, really like crazy ass cold. Like, you know, Salt Lake City snow. That's the kind of snow that I like. <laughs> Good for hiking. I love hiking in the Wasatch Mountains. Anyway, I'm off topic. Mark, I love your story. It's really, really great. 
And I love that it's a true story. Okay, so something about me that maybe I've dropped little bits and pieces of this in, in other episodes, but I'm really a big fan of, of, of true life, of real life. I like reality. I have a really hard time. Like, I don't even really enjoy science fiction movies or fantasy movies or stories. I like things to be real. I like documentaries or based on a true story type movies. So like the phrase, keep it real, I I totally identify with that. I'm like, yes, keep it real. It's like with my pedal pumping, I realize that some of it is kind of like you're creating fantasy and illusion and that sort of thing. But that has been the hardest part of this for me to wrap my head around and, and accept because like I want it to be real. I feel like if it's not real, then there's something like inauthentic. It, it like somehow it becomes a lie. And, you know, there is this gray area of like fantasy's okay, Mimi. It doesn't always have to be a hundred percent like you know, actual facts and stuff. It can be we can suspend belief for enjoyment. It's not like lying to deceive or it's not deceiving to like manipulate and like fuck with somebody in a bad way. It's like providing like an escape, a release, a fantasy. It, it's it's good to like daydream and fantasize and have experiences outside of a reality and real life. But for some reason, I'm one of those people who just always wants to keep my feet planted in reality at all times. And tr- so I, that is all just to say that I really love true stories. And so uh, when somebody emails me with a true story, I'm always like, yay, true stories. But like I said earlier in the podcast, I'm working with an author who is a professional writer and he has a blog. He self-published on Amazon. And I will eventually, when we get some stories posted on the website, I'll link to his blog and his Amazon, uh, his books on Amazon. But we are creating some stories that have some factual elements mixed in with some like fantasy scenarios and I think it's I think it's actually kind of fun to to mix the two even though like I am definitely partial to real life everything the other thing that I want to remark on is how I love that Mark and Jess are just such a solid couple and just have this connection and understanding and just are such a good fit around the pedal pumping fetish and specifically bear put bear I'm having a hard time with my enunciation today I need more lip gloss uh barefoot driving so Jess always drives barefoot and she's been doing that it sounds like her family does that like long before she even knew Mark she was driving barefoot and then you know and that happens to be the thing that is he calls it his trigger uh I like that idea the trigger because when it comes to pedal pumping or any kind of fetish it seems like there is one or two or some combination of things that like very specific things that are the trigger for most people, um, you know, just pedal pumping in general doesn't doesn't do it. It's like, I like it when this, this, and this are present 
in this combination or in this configuration. You guys know what I mean, right? I feel like I'm not articulating very well today, but uh, I got to get this podcast recorded because I've waited till the last minute to do it. Oh, so bad. Um, but here we are. Anyway, you guys have been great. Thank you so, so much for listening. It is always so good to connect. You know, it's fun to create content and make videos, but there's like a whole different kind of vibe with the podcast. It feels like a conversation. It feel you, I get your feedback after the show, your emails, your messages. It's just so good. I I'm really really grateful for this community and I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thanks so much everyone. We'll meet back here same time, same place next week. Take care.